Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bloodbot Blog Talk Radio uh, and our Kingdom Interviews program tonight. Tonight we have special guest. Um, Trey Edwards, let me just tell you a little bit about him, and then we'll get um, him to tell you a little bit about himself. On his website, it says about Trey Edwards. It says, Trey Edwards started singing at the age of five at a PTA meeting in Oxford, Alabama. As Trey tells it, his mama lifted him up on a table, handed him a fake mic, and a lifelong passion was born. Within two years, Trey was performing on stage with the legendary gospel singer Sammy Hall. Trey sang in church and school. For anyone who would listen to his humble country and gospel renditions, after graduating from high school in Oxford, he was awarded a vocal scholarship to Jacksonville State University in Alabama. And we fast forward to his 20s and and a long career in Nashville as a session singer after winning the male vocalist competition in Charlie Daniels' Country Talent Roundup. Over the years, Trey has performed at Nashville's legendary Ryman with Naomi and Winona Judd, awesome people, and Alison Krauss, and alongside many artists as diverse as Trace Atkins and Michael English. Trey also appeared in several of the Gaithers Homecoming series videos, and Trey Edwards' latest 11-song album, I Believe... I believed it was is garnering positive buzz on um, GotCountryOnline.com, and so we welcome you tonight, Trey. Man, glad to be here, brother. And we're glad to have you tonight. Right. Would you like to tell um, the people listening a little bit about yourself? Man, you just you just took took me a walk down memory <laughs> lane yourself. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, man, I've been uh, been doing it a long time. Been very blessed. Um, you know, the good Lord, especially if we live by faith, he always, uh, you know, tends to take care of us. So I've, I've been using the, the faith approach and living by, hope, by, you know, through hope all my life. And it's just been, you know, one blessing after another. But I've been in, in the music uh, arena uh, most of my life. I've uh, been very blessed with some, you know, a lot of things that I do. I'm a, also a graphic design artist and photographer. And so I've been able to kind of scratch my creative itch for a number of years. We're just we're trying awesome. to keep it trying to keep it going. <laughs> yes, definitely. That's that's the thing. Um, so you said you're a graphic design artist. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I actually uh, started out in graphic uh, graphic design before I got into photography, and it's just uh, the 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 way all that happened is when I was in Nashville doing session work and and background vocals and all those kind of things. I was also working with a lot of artists. Uh, producing their stuff and helping them with their projects. And after I would get a uh, a project completed as far as the recording, I was always having to hire a graphic design artist or a photographer to finish the projects. Uh, so I just I had the talent for it and thought, you know what, I might as well just go ahead and learn how to do this myself and, and make myself a payday instead of paying somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's awesome. Uh, and that's the a talent that the Lord gave you, and you're oh, able no to doubt. use it, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. And yeah. I think there's so many people out there who the Lord gives them talents, but they're not using them like they should, right. you know? That's exactly but right. you're able to use them. Um, can you tell us a little bit about um, when you really first started getting into music? Um, was there a struggle in getting into it, or did the, did the Lord just, like, open up doors can you, can you tell us a little bit about that? Man, yeah, I, man, actually, I was, I've was i been very fortunate to always be kind of in a circle of folks that, you know, a lot of them had been there and done that and was able to kind of lead me in the right direction. But, brother, I'll tell you what, uh, when I was, I want to say I was eight years old and I was uh, singing in the church in, back in Alabama, which you were talking about earlier, and I had just finished singing and a lady came out of the audience and came up uh, to the front of the church and said she wanted to pray with me. Of course, at eight years old, you know, you, anything, anything an adult tells you back then, you know, is, is the gospel. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she, she came up to me and wanted to pray for me, and then after she got through praying, she just she just point blank said, she said, young man, she said, there's no doubt that the Lord's got his hand upon you. She said, I see you right now. She said, I see in your future you singing around with a bunch of people. She said, I don't know who these people are. She said, but they're... They're all uh, music artists, and they're sitting in chairs, and y'all are just having a big time singing together. And she said, this is actually going to help you in your music career and what you're going to be doing later on in life. So how, how you know, it's just a, just a good Lord speaking through her, but what that turned out to be way back then was she was talking about all the Gator videos that I was able to be on, you know, 20 years later. So <laughs> Yeah, amen, amen. Yeah, I love so, the Gator. Oh yeah, so it was just uh, man, it was just kind of one of those things. But I, I was uh, actually doing a lot of solo work um, back in the day and doing a lot of church concerts. And and uh, a buddy of mine, Michael Sykes, is the guy that actually got me to Nashville because I was actually doing some background harmonies and stuff for him on some other projects. And he kept telling me, he said, "Man, if you'll just ever move to Nashville, you're gonna get a whole lot more work being here than you're gonna get driving back and forth." And so we made the move and. And man, it just it was kinda of one thing led to another, but the the only the only bad thing I kinda of regret as far as my music career is just like my dad kept telling me years ago, he kept saying, Son, just because you can do everything don't mean you should. <laughs> or that oh, you well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or that doesn't mean you have to. So my my point is I I let my the business side take my focus away from the you know, from me being being an artist and, and keeping my my artist stuff going like I, sh- I should have done, you know, because back, you know, we're, we're always, especially musicians, musicians, we all, we all know that our payday and as far as what we're going to be able to do as a musician is short-lived, <laughs> especially in, in this in this music industry. So me having, a, you know, going to college on my, on my uh, vocal scholarships, I changed all that over after about the second year into business management. So I always had a business mind and, and had a company here, but that kept me from really pushing my music career like I, I, you know, looking at it now, which I would have kept doing that. But you know what? It's it's all timing, and it's all in the good Lord's hands. So I learned a, I yeah, learned a lot of things along the way. Yes, and you know that um, that that's that's a good thought pattern. That it's in the good Lord's hands because you know because yeah. he can strip it from you tomorrow. You know. Well, exactly. Um, I tell young I, I tell young artists too, especially young Christians, that you know what, it, God gives us a path, 
and he knows what's going to happen on either path that we choose. However, we have to choose the correct path that he's blessing. <laughs> so if we, yeah. if we choose if we choose the opposite path, then of course he's he still watches over us. But we 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 take control of everything when we choose to take to go our own direction. Yes, amen. That's true. Yeah. Um, do you write any of your own music? Well, I, I, man, I've been what people's called me a, a hallmark writer for years. I've, a lot of the stuff that you hear, I co-wrote on. You know, wrote with other writers. Um, but I've, I've I've written, I've wrote poems and lyrics and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just now getting into where I'm actually writing with some other writers here in Nashville and and putting getting back to putting my own songs out again. So. Is there any song in particular that that you've done that is like most important to you? Um, man, I guess here recently the song that's uh, it's on the CMT video is uh, "Every Little Piece of My Heart." And, yeah, uh, buddy, I, I, uh, yeah, buddy of mine, Jeremy Dean, uh, wrote that, and then he gave it to me. Of course, we kind of kind of made it mine and rearranged a few things on it. But that that song really touched my heart as far as. You know, in in the secular world, we're supposed to be that to our spouse. You know, whatever they're going through, we're supposed to stand beside them and, and help them and and be there for them. And it's just like that. You know, with God in the spiritual world, he 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 loves us with everything he has. And a lot of times, we we're very very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We're very selfish in <laughs> in how much we love him back. So that that's one that's that that was a song that really you know touched my heart and made me relate to that. Um, I've had other artists that I've interviewed, and they've said, and I want to see if this is this is the same with you. They've said that a lot of times they'll be out and they'll be singing and they'll be putting on maybe a show or or in doing ministry or whatever, and and they find that what they're singing ministers back to them. Oh yeah, they, no doubt. Is, is that the same with you? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's. One one thing that I can't that I'm not as an actor, and I can't I can't go on stage and try to to convey something to the to the audience or the people I'm talking to unless I believe it or feel it inside. And about every song that I well, in fact, every song that I do is something that either ministered me in, at one point or or I could very easily relate to. Even even my uh, crossover country stuff is all. Family based and and positive message stuff and and it talks about you know doing the right things and the right things happen. So yes, I mean that's I, I don't I don't really see how other artists can 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 do other material and things that that, that they they can't see they either see themselves in or relate to. And and I'll be honest with you, we uh, me and another friend of mine were talking about a, an artist the other day, and this guy's a great singer. I mean, a great vocalist, but his his music just doesn't. It's almost like the guy was telling me, "Is you know, I don't believe him. It's not believable." And so, until you feel that connection, it, it it's hard to sell that song, you know, unless you really feel something, feel something about it. And I would think so because you know, you, people watching you sing and and everything. If you feel about it, they'll see that passion for that kind of music, you know. Exactly. Um, and I, I, you know, I've got a, one of my sayings is, if you can touch your heart, you can change your life. So I, I, you know, I feel like if you can, if you're you're honest, you know, with what you're doing, and and you're singing it from your heart, you're going to touch people. So you said you're, you're uh, you, you kind of have some crossover mu- crossover music that is going into the country market. 
Yeah, man, I'll tell you how that, how that all came about. I was, uh, like like you said from my bio, I've done the, you know, the, the church stuff and the, and the gospel concerts and all that for years and years, and, and will always do it. I mean, I'm never going to not do that, but I was uh, at a church service in Dallas, Texas, and I'll never forget as long as I live, but I was, you know, singing my heart out, singing the same songs that I've sang, you know, a hundred times before, and while I was singing one of my songs, it's just like the whole audience, the, it went quiet. I kept singing, but in my head and in my in my spirit, I was looking at that audience, and they were looking back at me, and I was thinking, you know what? They have all heard this story over and over and over. They've heard every one of these songs. They've heard every sermon that's out there just about. I said, I've got to start reaching the people that hasn't heard it. i got to start reaching the people that that hasn't never stepped their foot in, in the church. I gotta start reaching the people that don't have Amen. what we have here to 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 go back to and rely on. And man, I, I just got I got convicted about it. And it wasn't that I was doing anything bad. It was just you know the Lord was just opening some doors and allowing me to to reach a different market. And so when I prayed about it and I said you know the Lord I said, I said if this is what you want me to do, I said we're gonna you're gonna have to make it work. I said because this is a, a whole different industry. Uh, they look at people different. And so then we just started, you know, talking about it and praying about it. And, man, it wasn't three days later I found all of the digital tapes of all the songs that I had kept through the years just thinking one day I might use these. And I thought those things were gone forever. (laughs) But I found found them the next day when I started looking for them. So it was, again, it was just, it was a timing thing and just a good Lord, you know, putting things together. So, I mean, it's been a blessing, man. I'm getting to, again, I'm getting to talk to an audience, um, you know, through through the way they hear things. And man, it, it, every single day, I get tweets and Facebook messages, and and people sending me uh, emails that they're not church going people. You know, some of them wasn't ever, wasn't raised in church, but they tell me all the time that you don't you won't believe how much what you're posting touches my heart and, you know, love the music. And so there's there's people out there that need to hear it. Well, definitely, and that's the thing. And you just touched on something, which is actually in my heart too, is is that there's there, there's so many people out there ministering either through music or preaching or just ministry, and, and they always seem to be preaching to the already the churched. There you go. And there's yeah. so many out there who are out there just... just in the world, and it's, and the world looks at it and says, "Well, they're never out there for us," you know that kind of a thing. Yeah. But what? Well, and, and, and it's yeah. not that. I mean, I, I've got a I've got a 22 year old son, and and thank the good Lord, he was brought up in church and brought up in church home. But there's so yeah. many so many kids his age, and even in their 30s, that wasn't raised like we were. You know, they didn't have that at all. And so it's not that they're they're all bad kids or bad young adults. They exactly. just don't. They just don't know what the difference between what right and wrong is anymore. Because there's there's no wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, and, and, and exactly, and I and yeah. and then that's the whole thing. And I same with me. I have family members who who don't know, you know, don't really know that know Jesus that well, or know uh-huh. about the thing, or 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 they look at me and they're like this kind of thing. But then you being able to cross over into country music. It's such a great platform because because country music seems to be the one type of music that um, allows a little bit more faith based stuff 
sure. and other music, yeah. you yeah. know. And so, and I know it's still harder to to do it sometimes, but but at least you have an avenue to where you can go over there, and you don't even have to be bluntly Christian. Your songs can just have a message to right. them. Yeah. And, and so, and do do you feel like that? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, no, and and again, I'm, I, it's proven to me every day. I mean, I had I had a young girl that sent me a, and I put this on Facebook a couple of days ago, but she uh she she's a one hundred was what she was a one hundred percent bona fide atheist. I mean, and, and even into devil worshiping because on her Facebook page she had pentagrams and all kind of you know uh, demonic symbols and and just scary stuff all over her page. And and was listening to some very hardcore music, but for some reason she started liking liking my songs, and I didn't even know this girl was following me or or had you know downloaded my music or anything. So last week she sent me a, a a direct message telling me that when she heard the song, first she heard I believed, and when she heard Every Little Piece of My Heart, that song kept her from committing suicide. She was thinking about committing suicide that week. And so here's you know here again here's somebody that is definitely not raised in church, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and just a struggling young girl that you know. So it was again it was just something that you know, the right place, right time, and and let the good Lord use us. Um, I'd like to welcome. Um, I uh, I asked my um, vice president to come on to help us with the interview a little bit. Sure. Um, his name is Daryl Ironman. So, um, hello, Daryl. Yes, hello. Hey, Daryl, how you doing? Yeah, we're, we're talking doing with fine, Trey thanks. Edwards. Daryl, we're talking with Trey Edwards, and he's talking about um, how he grew up in, in Christian music and, and his music career, and now he's starting to cross over into, the, into country music and how he's able to bring a message to people who might not ever hear the message if, if he doesn't bring it to them. So, um, Right, yes. So, Amen. So, uh, Trey, uh, you also said on on your bio that you worked with some um, other artists, um, like you worked with, are you sang with um, Naomi and Winona Judd um, and Alison Krauss? I know they they are Christians, right? Oh, yes. Yes. How was that experience? Yeah, Winona definitely. She... Every other day, she's posted something about how close she is to God, and you know how how the good Lord kept her and her husband. You know, he he her husband um, and had a terrible motorcycle accident and, and lost one of his legs, and so she she's always talking about you know how God got them through that. And of course, you know she she thanks them every day for their music and what they do and their and their ability to you know touch people. So man, it's just, it's, it, yeah, I'm just, it's proven to me every day that there's so many people in this world that just want to be loved on, that just want to be, you know, talked good to. And so that's what we're out there doing. Yes, amen. Awesome, awesome. And you've worked with Michael English. Yeah, in fact, me um, and Michael are starting to book some new dates together now. We're in the process of doing that right this minute. That is so, awesome. That is yeah. Michael's so, a good guy. So, Oh yes, he is. Um, so, uh, so actually, you've been uh, wor- you you work with enough people that God has allowed you to work with that have probably helped you to to get a message out there that God has put on your heart just by oh. even, maybe even working with these people because people 
will say, oh, he worked with Alison Krauss. Hmm, I got to listen to him. And they could even listen to some of your Christian music, even though, you know what I mean? So I really think, I think God's opened a lot of doors for you. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've, I've, uh, Joe Barnes, all of those crazy boys, has really befriended me real well and, and kind of took me under his wing a little bit and talks to me a lot about some things to do and what not to do. And he's always, you know, if I, if I talk to him on Twitter, Facebook, he always responds real quick. And he's just a good guy. And there's, I mean, all the Oak Ridge boys are that way. So you've got a, you've got a lot of groups out there that, that went through things the hard way. They're true people. They they love what they're doing. They're they're you know proud proud Americans and good Christian guys and so there there are a lot of those that are still out there. So they they're they're it's eager definitely. to help. They're eager, eager to help other people get out there. And it's a great to me. It's a great genre of music. Is is the country music field? Yes, there's a yeah. lot of of junk in every, in every music genre, but in the country music field, I from from my perspective is I see more more a more Christian people out there, more people who have come from from nothing and and struggled to get to the top and and know how it is, you know, to, to yeah. be there. And well, and, and, and the, the the industry is totally different now. I mean, it's not you know, quote a money making machine like it used to be back in the day. Now it's 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 more of a it, it costs you every time you do something. <laughs> but yeah. uh, the. The the thing with me was it wasn't for me to cross over the country in order to sell more CDs or to make more money, all that. It was the ability to reach more people. And exactly. so that's, that's been our focus the whole time because we know if, you, if you're reaching enough people and enough people love what you do, then they're gonna, it's going to, you know, keep on multiplying and multiplying. So that that was our, you know, you know the, our scenario there. And then plus the way with social, social media nowadays, it's a, uh, You've got a lot more of an opportunity to get stuff out there, and if it's good, people pick it up real quick. Oh, definitely. Would yeah. you um, would you mind telling um, the audience who's listening a little bit about um, how you got saved and how you came to to, to know Jesus? Oh yeah. Well, I was again. I was you know born in a Christian home, uh, and I I tell people all the time. I I was extremely blessed with a, a loving family. I mean my my childhood was great and incredible. My, all my school years was incredible. All my friends were incredible. You know, my parents are, you know, alive and still married, and, and we never hang up the phone with anybody in my family without telling each other we love you, you know. And, you know, and my son, like I said, my son's 22 years old, and, you know, when I see him, I still kiss him goodbye. <laughs> but it's, it's just, uh, I saw, I was very fortunate um, with all that, but, but with the love in the home, I mean, you most people that are that have had a loving scenario within their life, they they pretty much have a you know a, a soft heart and able to be spoken to, and and so God has just always been you know a big priority in my life, and and He's been the one that I can always turn to when I didn't have anybody else to turn to. Um, but it was you know it's just like the Bible says, you raise a child the way it should go, then He He doesn't depart from that, but. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a different world nowadays, and and you know I I, look, I it's hard for me to sympathize with people that or that was that had a horrible childhood or that was raised in a broken home and in a bad scenario, but because I had that, it makes me compassionate for them, 
And so now, more than ever, man, I just, anytime I see somebody hurting or especially, you know, Facebook or Twitter or something like that, I try to reach out to them and, and let them know that they're, there's hope and they're going to make it through this. And we, we actually have a song that's out there called When the Sun Comes Out Again. And it's it's written around that concept that, you know, you may be going through struggles, but there is somebody that cares. And, you know, if you if you have faith and have hope, then you're going to get through this. So that was, you know, kind of how... Uh, Kind of my scenario. I mean, when I was when I was first saved, I'll never forget it. I was watching uh, the movie. I think I was I was seven years just turned seven, and I was watching the movie on the rapture. And man, for some reason, that movie scared me to death. <laughs> I mean, seven years old. When you think about the world leaving and you still here, you know, it kind of kind of wakes you up even at seven. But. But yeah, that that was the night there because they had a big altar call service that night, and that was that was the night I, you know, I thought, you know what, I guess I'm, I guess then I, I felt like I was old enough to to walk up and and ask God into my heart, and so that's when it, that's when it happened. That's awesome. I think we have um, our associate pastor on the phone, Christina. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Christina. Uh, do you have any? Do you have anything you want to? Um, say to Trey or or say about Trey? I think he's uh, just a really marvelous Christian man. Oh, thank uh, you, I, I believe I believe he, uh, I mean, I've been on Facebook for a few years now, and I follow his posts and, and that type of thing, and, and he's always, just always really somebody that I wish was my son. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's just one of those kind of guys. And I, I just came in late now, so I apologize for that. Um, but I was wondering also, you also seem to do photography. Could you tell us a little bit how you got started in that? Yeah, it was, it's like I tell them uh, earlier, I kind of got it, got into uh, real photography as to keep from having to hire another photographer. Because <laughs> I was oh, here okay. in Nashville. Yeah, I was here in Nashville producing artists and and. and you know, recording them and, and producing their vocals and all those kind of things and getting their CDs done. But when I would get through with what I did, I always had to get the photography done somewhere else and then get the artwork done somewhere else for their for the package to be complete. Um, but I've always had the, the talent and the eye for it, so I just started getting into it and learned it on my own and, and did it for a while here. And then when I moved uh, back to North Carolina uh, to be with my family through some health issues and some other things there, I actually started doing wedding photography. So within within four years, I did, I want to say, about 340, 350 weddings in that short amount of time. But <laughs> So I, I jumped in at full, full speed ahead. But, I mean, I love it. It's, it's like I was telling them earlier, it's part of me being able to kind of uh, scratch my creative itch ever so often. <laughs> yeah, I just I just think it's marvelous how really talented you are in so many different genres. You know, well, I appreciate uh, that. I, I had a buddy of mine. I, I, in fact, I just gave him a couple of cards a while back, uh, some of my new cards I designed. And, and, of course, on the back of it, I've kind of put mostly about what I do. And he said, man, you left off a couple of things on your card. I said, what in the world did I leave off? He said, plumbing, uh, air <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, you could go take photography at the wedding and entertain at night, you know, and do it there at the same well, time. There, there are actually a couple of projects now that I've done to where if I listed all the credits on my album, it would have had me for just about by every line. So I've, I've learned to just start, you know, putting either put the record label or 
or, or bring some other people in. I mean, I had a couple of the, uh, in fact, a couple of the Gaither uh, vocal band projects that I was able to work with with Guy Penrod and some other people. Yeah. I did several things on some of those projects. So you'll see in the credits where it says Special Assistance by Trey Edwards. <laughs> oh, how cool. That's so great. Instead of listing everything. So, yes, I've kind of been a jack-of-all-trades for a long time. <laughs> anyway, I, that's all I wanted to say, but I was curious about the photography because I like your work. I've seen your work that you've posted, and it's very well done. So well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Sure. And, Daryl, do you have anything you'd like to say? You know, I was listening. Um, I believe, you know, I think it's very good there if you could do that. Sometimes... I find that if you can go to their level, they receive you more than if um, maybe you go to a religious person just by Christian by name. I'm saying uh, somebody has their mind all already made up, you know. Yeah, uh, that's really well, man. My, my my thing too, bro, is just, bro, it's just it's it's to be real with people. You know, they, right. they they see all the shows mm-hmm. and and all the fake people, and and it's it, it breaks my heart even more mm-hmm. nowadays. Just to see people that's having that they can't even be themselves anymore. You know, they just yes. don't even know how to how to be real. That's you know, right. so that's yes. that's one thing that we're trying to you know get across. Even you know, even in my country style of music is the the you know the songs are about like we talked about earlier about doing the right things and the right things happen. It doesn't really yes. have to be you know a, a quote religious type of thing. I mean. You know, mm-hmm. loving God and being a child of God, that not it, it always. It, it, I, I take the mm-hmm. word. You know, the scripture says he he doesn't want us to be religious. He wants us to be righteous. <laughs> that's right. That's, yeah, you know, that's good. Yes, yes, that's right. Amen. You know, so it's we 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 get away from that. And and some of my messages to the churches that I've been to lately is just, you know, we got to We almost got to go back to what I learned in sales too was the the kiss approach, which means keep it simple, stupid. And so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we get away from the, the basics of just loving on people and, and listening to them and communicating with them and, and watching exactly. what happens and, from that. That's and, right. and Trace, just just to let you know, and uh, Christina and Daryl can, can let you know, that's what Bloodbot Ministry is all about, is, is making, is trying to keep it just where people, keeping it stupid, uh, yeah. Keeping it simple, stupid, or everything. Right. That kid—that's what we're about because we want to reach people where they're at. We don't want to get into this whole huge um, religious mentality yeah. and people got to got to walk straight and do this yeah. because we can't minister to people. Just today, no. someone came into our—we uh, have a free thrift store. We just give stuff away. Some lady came in today and needed plus-size clothing and things like that, and she felt more comfortable coming in, and then she got to talk with my wife, who's, yeah. you know, been, been through some things. And and this weekend we had people come in and able just to make it just simple. That's all Jesus right. did was make it simple. Oh, yeah, but no we, we over man, we overpower it. You know, we do more than we should sometimes. Man, and we, we, try, to, we try to make people live by directions instead of letting them live by, by being taught, you know, and it's just like Jesus was alive. He, he of course, he gave us directions, but his directions was to follow him and watch how he's doing things. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't go to school and do all this now, and you've never been through anything in your life. 
And that's that's what we're we're teaching people. That's what we're teaching kids now. I mean, we got pastors taking over churches that all they did was went to school and got a certificate. Now they're trying to minister at a church. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, it's, and, it, and of course they got their degree and all this, that, and the other. But you know, where where was the the foundation? And and where where's the deal of them? You know, it's like my dad used to tell me. He would always say that he would rather have a backyard mechanic that had built fifteen. 15 engines than a guy that just got out of school and got and got a brand new case of tools. Right. <laughs> that's true. You know. Totally. That's true. <laughs> that's that's very true. <laughs> you know, and the, and and that's just it. We got so much so much being taught that so many different things and and people are looking for real. People right. are looking for honest, people are looking for simple. They're not they don't want to have to go through this ritual and that thing and do this and do that and be this and that. Well, well, we've got to lead people too. Is lead them to Jesus and then watch right. what Jesus does so they can do it. That's exactly. it, man. We got we got to quit putting the cart before the horse. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it, it it we just tend and for everybody out there who's listening too, we tend to make things more complicated than what they really are. We right. we the simple things and confound them. That's it. That's it. But the Bible says the simple things will confound the wise. It will make the you know, so so we've got to get back to the core of where people need to be reached. Yeah. And by you crossing over into country music, I mean I just feel this in my spirit. By you crossing over into country music um and having Music that can reach people without being blatantly, blatantly Christian in in its in its sound and lyrics or whatever okay. is is an awesome way of showing Jesus to someone. Other than right. trying to be religious, trying to cross over, and then trying to put these and thous in in music, you know, right? That kind of thing. Exactly. And, I, and I've got, and, I still got a bunch of you know guys that I travel with and do. I mean, the Casegas brothers are good buddies of mine, and they're on Facebook and and they do a lot of church days, and they we've been able to do some stuff together. So we're still always going to do that. But I'm just I've, I've taken it now to where you know it's just it it's just like we was already already talking about you know getting it back to the basic principles of. You know, slowing down a little bit. You know, thinking about what you're doing and using common sense. I mean, it's it's not it's not that hard. <laughs> we make it harder than it than it than it really is. But man, I've just I've just had a big in the last year. You know, I've, I've tried to get back in better shape. I've started drinking more water, doing all the things I know to do, and that are easy to do. Yet we don't do them. <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's hard, It's actually harder for us to live like we do, when, and we're killing ourselves every day. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, every time I talk to anybody, I'm always preaching to myself, too. So I, I get to share that a lot with folks on, on my social media stuff. But it's it's been, you know, it's been a, it's been one of those years, of course, you know, the older we get, the more we, we think about the things we should have done, and, and we want to live longer, so we try to wake up. Uh, the older we get, but it's it's again, it's just it's, it's going back to the childhood and and learning things one step at a time, and and again doing the right things and and watching the right things happen. You know, right. Uh, do you have any um, new projects in the works or anything like that? 
Yeah, we're actually working uh, working on a couple of new songs now. Um, I've got a buddy of mine, D.G. Gaither, who is uh, you know Bill Gaither's son, who's an incredible writer. He also writes movie scripts and all kind of other things. But he's I've got a couple of songs from him um, that we're working on, and and again, they're just they're, they're good good family uh, based songs. I mean, this one, the one that we're working on now, is just it talks about. You know, a, a situation to where the the husband and wife they break up, and and the girls telling the guy, you know what, if you really had a heart, you couldn't have done this. So it it talks about how, again, like we talked about earlier, about you know people just not being true true with themselves, you know, and 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 getting caught in a, a bad scenario that there was that was their own fault. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, so we we got some stuff like that we're working on. Um, I'm actually uh, right now redoing um, the song that was a big hit in the 80s called Reminiscing. I don't know if y'all remember that, but it was a group called Little River Band put it out years ago. Yes. Oh, I, and, yeah, I remember. Yes, I remember. Yeah, yeah, so we're redoing that one. Again, that's just that's a great song, you know, about reminiscing of the good times. And so we've got a lot of, you know, a lot of feel-good music like that. And then we're going to have a, you know, have some more that's, that, that, that reaches into your heart and, and, and pulls the heartstrings. So. Again, just trying to trying to talk a little bit to everybody. Okay. Amen. Has there ever been a time when you've just like wanted to give up? It's been too hard. It's been just uh, you, struggles or whatever. Has, have you ever had that time where where where, you, where you've just had to go and say, "Hey, Lord, am I really supposed to be doing this?" Well, my I've never really had a. a point like that I don't guess it's just because I've I've lived by faith in so many things for so much of my life to where it's, it's kind of second nature for, for me I don't really have to you know nobody has to really tell me well man if you'll just keep praying if you'll have faith you'll get to it I that to me that's just part of my core you know so it's that that's something that I just kind of it's just it happens anyway but what I what I have had happen is I've allowed, you know, the enemy and allowed self to come in, and, and instead of me keeping my focus on something over here I should stay focused on, I get sidetracked to go over here and start working on this project, or I start doing this. And that's just that's the way the devil will do it sometimes, you know, even though it's it maybe it looks like it's a good thing and, and we need to be doing it, it's just him trying to put something another carrot in front of us to lead us off over here. <laughs> so that's... Yeah, that's that, that's happened to me more than once. <laughs> yeah, he, he 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 tries to get us so bogged down with things and so and and okay, well this is better, so go over and do this. Yeah. And then you, that's it. Sometimes you don't finish what you started because you're going to start this project. I'm, I'm, I've had that in yeah. my life. <laughs> you well, know, and it, and it doesn't have to be a, a a good or bad thing. It's just him. You know, uh, again, delaying delaying something that God had planned, or delaying something that's supposed to be working out. So he'll he'll sidetrack you. In fact, I've got a I've got another good friend of mine um, who lives out in not in South Carolina, not in South Carolina. But he he lives in Mobile, Alabama. Good guy, love him to death. But he's he he quit going to church when he was like thirteen years old, and went through a bachelor with his family. And he's he's just a good guy, but he just. He's a very intelligent guy now. He's a doctor, and so everything that he does, he's he's researches, and, man, he can quote the Bible up one side down the other. But he's as, probably as close to an atheist as anybody that you know of just because he's 
he's he's never lived in the faith situation, so he just don't believe there's a God out there. He's one of those people like, well, it's, if God really exists, why does he let people die? Or why does, why does people hurt if there's a God? So, you know, I've had to talk with him about those kind of things time and time again, and we, we always stay stay brothers and good friends. But one just a, uh, a month ago, he was we was talking about, oh, man, I can't think of what the topic we was talking about. But anyway, he was, um, you know, asking me then, you know, if if God was here and if He was in my life, and then then why wouldn't He why would He allow this to happen? And he just said, Trey, you know what? He said, the thing is, and the the moral of this story is, the devil never messes with me. I said, well, bro. I said, man, let me tell you something. I said, if I was the devil, I wouldn't have to mess with you either. <laughs> I said, I said, you're exactly where I'd want you to be. I said, I ain't got to worry about you going to church. I ain't got to worry about you healing the healing the sick or raising the dead. I said, I, you're you're perfect. I said, you don't believe in nothing. And he said, well, I guess you got a point. <laughs> so, so again, that's you know that's how the you know the devil can uh, you know just kind of uh, uh, blindside us and and you know keep us off track. Yeah, and again, he's a good guy, but you know, it doesn't take. You know, devil worshippers and all these things for the for the devil to be right right in your family and and steered it the way it needs to be. He wants it to be steered. Yeah, and then and, and that's the thing. Sometimes we think it has to be a devil worshipper or this thing yeah. or that thing, but yeah. but he comes in in such the slyest and, and slickest ways to yeah. to try to stir you away from what you're supposed oh, yeah. to be doing. So, well, and it, and it goes back to we got to we have to train ourselves. You know, every day to to look at the positive things. We have to, you know, we kind of have to train ourselves to to want to feel better instead of waking up with all the problems that we have. I mean, because it's it's too easy to to get to where we don't feel like doing this today, or I don't feel like you know exercising, or I'd rather drink a coke than drink water. You know, all these kind of things is just, that it's easier easier to do, and it's the same thing with our spiritual walk. You know, if we're if we're in the moly groves every day and always complaining. And we get that get a habit of complaining on us. Guess what? It's hard for us to minister to anybody. And that's why you got some some you know non Christians saying, "Well, if that's a Christian, I don't want to be one." <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. So, um, so where do you see? Um, okay, here's 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 a question I ask a lot of people on the on these shows. Um, in the time that that when you've been places ministering, has there been has there been any one particular time that that's really stuck out to you that God showed up and showed out? Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. I was at a church in um, where was I? At? Bowling Green, Kentucky. And um, in fact, it was. I want to say that me and Michael Sykes had been working on some stuff together, and I know what it was. I was actually. What we called then safety and some some recording uh, tapes. So what we did is when you re- record the project on the tape, then back then you didn't have the computer, so you had to make a duplicate of that tape that you recorded on in case something happened to the master. So we called those safeties. Uh, but I was listening to some songs as I was backing up for them one day, and he had a song that was uh, called Oh, let me think. You got me thinking. What was the name of the song? Um, Memory uh, Memory Lane was the name of the song. And the the song just talked about, you know, an, an an older guy thinking about his childhood and taking a walk down memory lane and in the 
And in the verse of the song, it talks, the chorus is, you know, that little church where I first met the Lord. I was about to get down on my knees and remember, you know, remember these things. So I was singing, I heard that song as I was backing up those safeties for Michael. So, you know, I got his permission, made me a copy of it, and I started singing that song to churches. And then I was at this church. Um, it was packed house. I think there's, you know, seven, 800 people there. But I remember out in the middle of the church, I caught my eye on a, a young guy who was just kind of sitting there. You know, I mean, an older guy that was sitting there kind of just with his head down. And he he just sat there. The guy was probably in his 70s, you know, 72, 73 years old. Well, when I got through the song, on the other side of the church, I saw a younger guy get up out of the seat, out of his pew, walk all the way down to the back side of the church, walk around to the back, and come up on the other side and sit down by the older gentleman on the whole other end of the uh, other side of the church. And I'm singing my song watching all of this. So after I got through the concert, I went back to my product table, and the pastor came up to me um, after the show, after the concert, and said, by chance, did you see the young gentleman get up and go walk over there to the older guy? And I said, yes, sir. He said, that was his dad, and they haven't talked to each other in 12 years. Whoa! Yeah. So that that was <laughs> that was one of those times when you think, you know what, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, they hadn't talked to each other in 12 years, and they come to church a lot, you know. But he'd sit on one side of the church, and the, the kid, you know, the his son sat on the other side of the church. And so that was that was one of those moments I'll never forget. Daryl, do you have anything to ask him? No, I was just listening here. Um, I just think it's a wonderful thing how you can reach people like that that nobody else can reach. It's really uh, amazing, that's all. Uh, thank what you, about you Christine? Um, I was going to ask you, you might have mentioned this, like I said, I came on late. Um, you just got back from Europe a week or so ago. Yes, and that was a, a definitely an eye-opening and a heart-touching experience. Yeah, I was in, in Germany, Germany. I was in Germany and Austria, and uh, it was actually just, just took my vacation and our Christmas time there. So I was able to go with you know my girlfriend and some families and, and her her family, and so we had a great time. And I tell you what, that place, it's uh, we went to uh, a couple of the um, concentration camps, oh my. and and so it, there there was some there was some really heart touching deals there, and you could tell how the people. We're so thankful from what that came from. Um, it, it was very, it was again, it's very eye-opening. I mean, you didn't, you didn't see people on their cell phones. Um, the, the, the um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, uh, not the honest. Uh, oh, what is it called? Um, when you're honest with somebody and you trust them. Um, oh, I can't think of the word. But anyway, they had a. As we was going through Berlin and some of the other places, you know, in the in the nice parts of town, down the down the real nice streets downtown, I mean, they had Gucci's and all these big department stores. I mean, you know, with millions of dollars worth of stuff in the front windows, and the windows would go from the you know from the ceiling to the ground, all on the street. And so when I'm walking down through there, I notice there's no there's no burglar bars. There's no alarm systems. There's none of that there. None of it. And so after a while, I got talking to one of the policemen there, and the guy that we was there with, he's in the military there, so that's how we got, you know, had 
people to go around with and all that, those kind of things. But the police officer that I was talking with there said, oh, the honor system. He said, man, the honor system is just huge here. So we just, you don't have that. He said, if you'll notice, look at all these bicycles you see up down the street. He said, none of them's got locks on them. <laughs> I said, man, you're right. There's nothing here locked up. He said, it just doesn't have that. And he said, he said, to be honest with you, he said, in 2014, we had less than 10 rounds of ammunition fired. My goodness. That's in the whole year, 2014, and 10 rounds of ammunition fired. So it was, uh, I thought, man, they have that in a, within five hours in downtown Nashville. Yes, really, yeah. <laughs> Here in New so, Mexico, it's like every yeah. day. <laughs> So it, it was, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, I, that, those kind of things are just like, wow. I mean, you know, you really got people here that still care about each other. They're not going to, you know, the, and, and the homeless situation is not there. You know, it's just it's just not there. They just got a different way of living, and they they appreciate what they have. They appreciate the people around them, and, you know, so it's it was it was something. I mean, I was impressed. <laughs> and plus, you get to drive 150 miles an hour on the highway. Oh my goodness! <laughs> 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 so that was a real positive. <laughs> well, you know, you know, uh, <laughs> that's just funny. Um, well, we have we have just a few more minutes. Um, would you do? Would you just talk to our audience and just? Um, there might be some someone listening who needs to know Jesus. Would you just talk to our yeah, audience definitely. for just probably about a few minutes to just just tell them who Jesus is to you, what he means okay. to you, sure. and how they can accept him. Well, I, I definitely, and you just, you brought up a good a good good topic, a good point. When I was in um, in Germany and going through some going into the concentration camp that we went into, you. You always think that you have it bad until you see somebody going through something that you just don't understand how they ever could have went through something like that. And going through those hallways where people were, you know, used as as just guinea pigs and, and had experiments done on them, and they had a room where they would take people in there and they would boil them, put them in boiling water to see how long a human being could actually stay in boiling water until they died. They had another room where they did the same thing with freezing cold water. So this is the kind of torture and stuff that these people were going through. And and they had a bunch of the drawings where the people were, were guys that were artistic. You know, they were artists. They would draw on the piece of paper somebody, what they saw somebody else going through that might have been the next person in line. So I, I put myself in that situation thinking, how in the world could I be in here knowing that I'm number three fixing to go through the same thing that number one and two went through? So that's when you're in those type of situations when you don't you don't have anybody else to turn to unless you've got the Lord on your side. And that was, that was an eye-opening experience for me then because those guys, there wasn't going to be, I mean, it, that, that was their last deal. There, there wasn't going to be, if if this you know doesn't place takes today, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my life together tomorrow. There wasn't no getting their life together. It was it was this is it, you know. And so I I I just I realized that moment. You know what? If the good Lord comes back tonight, 
then I've been faithful, you know, I've done the, I'm I'm trying to live the best I can, you know, I'm trying to do the right things, and and my heart was convinced and and convicted then on, you know what, there's people out there that's hurting, that's not hurting this bad, but to them, whatever they're going through is just as bad as this scenario is. So it's my obligation to share with those people, to let them know, you know what, you might have had a horrible scenario in your family. You might have had the worst parents that you could think of. But our Heavenly Father is always there for us. And He's always there to listen. You know, listen when we need Him to listen to us. You know, and it's sometimes it's it, it takes us to, you know, I had a, a friend of mine that we wrote a song with, uh, where we, um, oh, is the one I wanted the Charlie Daniels show with, um, Strong Enough to Surrender. And that song was basically talking about, you know what, sometimes we had to be strong in order to give our life away. And when we give our life to Christ, we we allow him to take control. And sometimes it's just a matter of, of giving up ourselves and giving up the train wreck that we keep that we keep making happen. And and that's tough sometimes. But that's what that's what the the Bible speaks about faith. And, you know, we've got to give that control over to somebody. And why not let him have it? He wants it anyway. Amen. Thank thank you, Trey. Um, thank you for this interview. Um, we'd like to have another one in the future, probably. Yes, this sir. Is really, really, this was really blessed. I'm, I'm blessed by, by what we've heard. And I'm gonna, we're going to be praying for you as you are crossing over. We're going to pray that people are touched. Yeah. Um by the Holy Spirit, not even knowing that 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 you're there to touch them, just, they'll just right. be touched by listening. We're going to pray that for you. Well, we really that. thank you very much for this time that you've given us for this interview. Um, I want to let my audience know that I got to pull this up here. Oh, my computer's off. Um, that next. You know that our next kingdom interview is this Sunday coming up January 25th um same time 7 p.m. mountain 8 p.m. central 9 p.m. eastern and we have a special guest pastor Melvin Suttle pastor of Roswell First Assembly of God he's my pastor so um we're going to get to interview him um coming up this Sunday so that's going to be an awesome um time and we just um, thank everybody for watching and everybody who is listening to this and it's being replayed. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. Just, just, just know that there are people out there who are advancing the kingdom of God, and it's not always everyone doing it the same exact way. There's so many different ways that we can advance the kingdom of God and we can reach people that need to be reached. So I just want to say thank you, Trey. Um, Christina, do you have anything to say? No, I'm very, very glad that, you know, you were able to do the interview. I was curious to see, you know. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you reaching out to us and, and letting it happen. And, and you guys have got all of our information. So if you've got listeners that, that want us to have us out to their church or community event, then we'd love to love to head that way. Sure. Yep, no problem. We'll, we'll get that information out. Uh, Daryl. Hello, Daryl? I think we lost him. <laughs> I think we lost him. Okay, well, that's the end of our um, our interview. Thank you, Trey, so very much. And everyone, just have a wonderful evening. 
and just be blessed by God. Thank you. God bless Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.